WKNC 88.1. That song you just heard was by Crowdsource. It's called Go Like This. And I am here in the studio with Dad and Dad. Hello. So tell me tell me a little bit about what we just heard and who we just heard. Yeah, that was Crowdsource. Um, formerly of Baobab. And um, so, you know, he's, I, I had just said it's kind of like internationally inspired Dan Deacon. He is an incredible musician. He's got an incredible brain on him. He's an author, a philosopher, a, you know, a producer. He mixed and mastered the Dad and Dad, the you know, two songs we have released right now. And I think we'll almost certainly keep working with him for the newer stuff too. Um, you know, he spent a couple days in the studio with us and was just describing the frequency spectrum to us and like kind of giving us the the. Uh, you know, sonic approach to his mixing and mastering is really, really informative. It's, whenever I hang out with that dude, I learn so much. It's really good. Yeah, did you say that he... he I know he used to be in Raleigh. I've seen a couple of the crowdsource shows, and I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure he played local band Local Beer uh, yeah, a few months ago. Yeah, he did. With um, Adam, the face is blur. Yeah, yeah. I was just hanging out with Adam today. Really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So, tell me a little bit about Dad and Dad. Um what are you made up out, out of? That was a really poorly phrased question. Star Who stuff. are you? <laughs> Who are you? How did you get together? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, well, it's... Uh, okay, so former members of Virgin's family band. Um, basically, just some some stuff got in the way of Virgin's that was not you know personal at all. Uh, we all still love each other. And so we ended that and decided we're, we all want to keep playing music together. you know. But uh, this was a good opportunity for us to kind of like start expanding sonically, you know? To go back to Phil Torres real quick, he was always, you know, he heard Honey Lion and he really liked it and that's why he decided he wanted to start working with us. He was like, it's really, really good compositionally, um, but what if you guys kind of took some more sonic risks? You know, what if you, not necessarily weird for the sake of weird, but what if you used sort of like messing around in the sonic sphere as a means of composition and that like opened opened my eyes and it opened the eyes of the rest of the band too and so it's uh you know dad and dad for us right now is a lot about exploring what we can do with all these different instruments at our disposal you know i mean we've gotten way deeper into electronics and stuff and a lot of synthesizers and sam like uh sample cueing and live sampling and uh it's just it's a crazy time for us you know, I hope it's a crazy time for the crowd, too, but this is all really new for us. Well, I think we're all really excited to hear what you sound like. What's this first track on your CD? Uh, this one should be All Sis Gehen. Here we go. There's no
That song you just heard was by Dad and Dad, who's here in the studio with me, or Sam from Dad and Dad, is here in the studio with me. And he, along with his band, will be playing tonight at local band Local Beer with Strange Faces and Zach Mexico. That's at 9.30. We'll have beer samples from a local brewery, and it'll be a lot of fun. So tell me a little bit about that song. That's amazing that I was only four people. Yeah. Um, just real quick before I go into that, you'd mentioned the band. Uh, it's the four of us are, you know, I'm Sam and then it's Gabriel Anderson, Phil Hamilton and Patrick Terrell, former members of Virgins. Anyway, that song was called All Sis Gehen and it was recorded at the Fidelitorium, uh, with Jeff Crawford behind the boards and, uh, Phil Torres of Crowdsource, the first song we listened to, mixed and mastered the whole thing while traveling Europe. So that dude was staying busy while he was doing that. And, um, let's see. So, yeah, there's a couple things going on in there. Um, the Fidelitorium is an incredible space. It's this huge studio with a bunch of rooms and wonderful sound design, and there's all this gear there that you can just use. You know, there's, like, analog synthesizers, digital synthesizers, organs, multiple kinds of organs, guitars. There's, like, a case of guitar pedals. It's it's a playground. You know, it's incredible. And, uh, so there was this one sort of, like, digital-ish organ right next to the control room. I don't really remember what it's called, but this is the first time I'd ever seen something like it. It had key, it had two racks of keys, and it also had this ribbon on there, the ribbon just being this like felt line that responds to pressure. And so you drag your finger around the ribbon, and it corresponds to different notes. And so in that song, in the bridge, there's just this like wonked-out atonal ribbon solo right in the middle that's sort of like mixed in a stereo pan so it moves around if you're listening to it in headphones and it just sounds crazy in my opinion and there's also phil ended up taking like a pretty heavy producer role in that song um we had this middle section where the ribbon solo is but we couldn't like really figure out what to do with it to kind of help the motion of the song and we were like you know uh phil just sent us a bunch of iterations of the mix and finally he sent us this one where he had sampled my vocals from various portions of the song and pitch shifted them and affected them weird, you know, and like placed them in different places in the mix. And um, he sent us that first iteration and we were into it. And then he continued to set us, send us more complex iterations. And it got to the point where some of us were just like, okay, this might be getting out of hand. But then like, <laughs> at, you know, it worked out ultimately. He just, you know, sent it, sent us this like beautiful you know, this iteration full of harmonies and this excellent effects and the vocals just roaming around throughout the song. And yeah, that's what you just heard. So shout out to Phil. <laughs> and that's going to be amazing live tonight. So I'm sure we're all super stoked. So you were all in Virgin's Family Band before this new project. Um, that's right. So tell me about that sonic transition that you made there. Yeah. So um, again, man, I just can't believe how much I'm going back to Phil. This, this, you know, he's the first person to sort of instill the idea. But Virgins was very much like, you know, standard like rock band instrumentation, guitars, uh, some keyboard, very little, you know, keyboard was very secondary. Um, and, uh, you know, bass guitar. We had two, two drum kits to get this like super syncopated percussion sound um, without having like an aux percussion section necessarily. But anyway, that was a big part of the band was this like, acoustically percussive syncopation even between the the tonal instruments like on bass and and guitar and stuff um so the, the major transition is that like we never in virgins we never really explored um 
like how many different sounds are possible in creating music. For example, I had never touched a synthesizer, you know, or maybe I hadn't didn't know what I was doing. But you know, towards the end of Virgins and once Virgins broke up, I got really deep into synthesis and sound design and like understanding the nature of waveforms and the frequency spectrum and stuff. And so that's really informed our music now. Um, and that's kind of carried over to every member of the band. You know, um, Gabe's got a lot more sort of like tonal and electric control over his percussion, you know, and we still maintain that sense of syncopation, but we're also able to allow for a lot more space. We're also able to allow for a lot, like, a wider variety of sounds to enter into the composition of it, which is crazy. One of the most significant changes that I think has happened is using sound as a compositional element, you know, using sound as a tool for writing. I remember one time Gabe told me, he's, he heard me playing these chords. One thing in Virgins that I did, I, would, I hated playing open chords. I just had... I, couldn't play just a regular C or just a regular G. You know, I was always like, that is just overdone. I can't handle this, you know. And uh, so I would just mess with the chords and it would lead to some interesting, you know, arrangements and stuff. But uh, one time Gabe walked in when I was playing on the keyboard and I was playing just really, this really, really easy and steady and familiar chord progression. And he was like, man, you would never play that. He Like, I personally would never play that if I was just playing the guitar like I did in Virgins. And I was like, I know, it's crazy. There's a, the, the sound that's coming out of the synthesizer right now just like necessitates this very basic and sort of fundamentally beautiful progression, you know? And uh, so that's been... I feel like that's a, a good anecdote to describe how the sound has changed over time. But, yeah. And how long have you been working with Dad and Dad? When did you guys... Yeah, so we, uh, I guess, officially, the end of summer, maybe? Officially, I think that, I can't remember. Of all the people in the band, I am the least good with dates. (laughs) And, like, archiving and stuff like that, you know, that's that's Gabe's job. Um, But, yeah, I think somewhere around the end of summer we had some tunes recorded under the virgins family band name and a couple of those we've carried over into dad and dad but pretty starkly different as far as arrangement and sound goes but uh yeah i guess it's been a few months now we only have two released songs but we're still working on recording a bunch of stuff trying to figure out how to record stuff at our house to just like you know we're not rich so you know so before we started the interview, when we were talking off air, you said that the writing process for Dad and Dad is a lot different from the Virgin's Family Band process. And I know you're mentioning you're using a lot of synthesizers. What other differences do you see in the process here? Um, that's a good question. What are some, what are some other major differences? So me and Gabe do a lot more writing together. Um, Virgins was very much... Towards the end, this kind of changed, but throughout the majority of the life of the band, it was very much like I had the song written from beginning to end. You know, just like, here was the song, and here's the band. Band, play this song. You know? But obviously, everyone had input to to various degrees, whatever. Um, We would spend just hours dissecting a part, you know? Just like, 
parts where I can imagine other people being like, yeah, okay, that's fine, play it. We would just, you know, argue and just discuss for hours. And it ended up being really good. You know, that the process ended up with great results, I think. But, uh, um, so yeah, me, there's a lot more collaborative writing, you know, especially because so much of how I'm beginning to write songs nowadays is just, like I said, with uh, via sounds, you know, I'll find like a sound that I think sounds crazy or it just sounds pretty, you know, try to figure something out from there. And then Gabe will come in and sort of like put on a producer hat, you know, and be like, well, and then give me all these options. Like, what if we did this? What if we did this? What if we did this? And then he's obviously behind the drums too. So he's got a lot of input as to what the, you know, what the backbone of the song is going to feel like and how that's going to relate to the tones that are riding over the whole backbone of it. And so that's pretty different. Um, it's also different in that we have fewer people than, than we did in Virgins. And so it's sort of necessitating that we allow some space, but it's really fun in moments where we do want it to get really big to figure out how we can make it really big, you know, or if not big, like loud, just how we can make it really dense, you know, as opposed to the general sound, which is not super dense. Um, with Virgins, we were always just going ham <laughs> live. You know, we were always just like maximum volume on guitars, maximum volume on drums. And then like one or two songs would be quiet the whole time. I think that that's awesome the way that you're reworking the way that you're writing all these songs. You know, I've never really thought that far into it the way, you know, listening to the sounds. I mean, that sounds weird because it's music. It is sounds. Yeah. But thinking about how to put that into the structure of the song. And I think that's really interesting. And I'm excited to play this next track. So yeah. will you tell me what that is about? Or not what it's about, but if there's any interesting technical things that you're doing to that like yeah. you did in the first song, and what is it called? Yeah, the song is called Doldrums. Um, it was recorded in, and mixed and mastered, you know, in the same session as the previous track we heard, which was all Siskehen. <clears throat> and uh, there was, this was my first, I remember this was my first uh, foray into, like, using VST plugins and stuff. Uh, I was using this Native Instruments plugin called Massive, and... Um, I realized like that I didn't really want to have my computer up there with me the, the whole time when I was on stage, so I didn't want to use a VST plugin. So it posed this live challenge where like I had to recreate the tone that I had made on this extremely robust VST plugin, you know, with like multiple oscillators and all these crazy filter parameters on a synthesizer that essentially has one oscillator and one filter. It's like, how am I going to do this? So that was a pretty neat challenge, just, just like you know, sonically shaping it. So can you tell us a little bit about? those parts that you're mentioning oscillators yeah. and filters what do those do just generally yeah well you know the the oscillators the waveform generator basically they're you know essentially and i don't know if it's endless but there are a lot of possible waveforms that you can create and that's pretty much the the fundamentals of a synthesizer is the uh the it begins at the oscillator you know and that's just the the waveform you know the, the sine wave is is very like round and very pretty and it's like if you hear, uh, if you can recall like an electric piano sound, that's just like that sort of almost Wurlitzer-y, but not quite because the Wurlitzer sounds like it has some like triangle wave in there too. But anyway, the, it's funny to look at the forms because the sine wave is very even, you know, and then there's the sawtooth wave, which is just like jagged, you know, going. And I don't want to get too deep into like the, the mm -hmm. nerd out of this, but yeah. 
cool. <laughs> so having more or less of those would do what to your sound? Anything you want. That's what I've learned with <laughs> with getting deeper into synthesis and stuff. It's that anything is possible. Like I remember when I first got the main synthesizer that I use right now, I was like, oh, this thing just does like one or two cool little things. It's kind of robust. I, I wish I didn't waste all my money on this. And then I just sat down and messed with it, and I was like, oh, man, th- there is just an endless world out here that I have not even begun to explore. And it's been really exciting, writing all the new tunes with it. So, yeah. Perfect. Well, again, I'm here with Sam from Dad and Dad, who'll be playing tonight at Local Band, Local Beer. You're listening to WKNC, and this next song is called Doldrums.
WKNC 88.1. That song you just heard was from Dad and Dad. It was called Doldrums. So we were just talking about a bunch of different local bands while uh, that song was running on air. Tell me a little bit about the scene. Um, Obviously in Raleigh, a lot of people know a lot of people and you're in a lot of different projects that are, that have been, you know, their names have been thrown up all over the place. You said Towers, Virgin's Family Band. Tell me a little bit about what you think in this whole triangle community of music. How's that been? It's been awesome. (laughs) It's been really good. Yeah. Um, As far as specifics go, we had a, so Dad and Dad plays in Towers, basically. So, you know, Towers is just Derek Torres. It's his project. But for some special occasions, you know, he's got the band behind him. And, uh, and he had he asked us basically to do the to be his band for this run of shows and we did starting with hopscotch and we did it and uh it's crazy seeing the different the different people in the different parts of the triangle you know like carborough we played the back room very chill very chill just everyone's just kind of bobbing along and and doing their thing and i didn't no one i don't think anyone is getting bad vibes at all but it was just like okay this is you know there's a little bit of distance between us and everyone else uh, and then the next night we played Kings, that which was sold an amazing out. Show. Yeah, it, thank you. It, that's uh, it's all Derek's doing. Um, we sold out like what I, an hour into Doors, or like you know forty five minutes into Doors, or something. And uh, people were going crazy. It was awesome. Like that was one of the most pumped up crowds I'd ever seen. You know, and it was just like we were feeding off it on stage, and like they were feeding off of us in the crowd. And it was incredible. Um, saw a lot of familiar faces out there too, which was always really fun. We were talking about that, but especially, you know, dad and dad is based out of Carborough. And so if we play in town and I'm sure, you know, this is the case for every band, you just like, it's a big party because all your friends are there. You know, there's like some people you don't know on a good night. There's a lot of people you don't know, but, uh, some nights it's just like your friends come out and you end up having this like more intimate performance with, uh, a lot more sort of like room to breathe and room to just kind of like hang out and be to a degree kind of just like be a real human being amongst your homies instead of uh necessarily being in full-on performance mode but you know there's advantages to both in the words of james murphy yeah yeah it's awesome going to shows and i never have to worry about finding someone to go with me i don't mind going to shows by myself anymore because i know i will see somebody that i know oh yeah totally um so I hear you also play in a band called Bonk 183. Oh, Bonk 183, yeah. I, Bonk 183, <laughs> I'm uh, eager to say, is my main project. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, it's a band with me and Phil and Patrick, all three of whom play in Dad and Dad. And it's, uh, it's pretty revolutionary. It's like top, top shelf material, man. It's a uh, Blink-182 cover band, and it's awesome. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. So, back to your music. <laughs> um, yeah. Dad and Dad, so where are you going with this uh, this project? I know you're working on um, recording a few more songs. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, recording is a big, big necessity for us right now. Um, we kind of just started using recording as a means of writing. Uh, we used to just, like I said before, uh, like I said before, you know, I would just bring songs that I had written in, you know, a a day to a week or something, and the whole song would be there, not having been demoed out or anything, just, you know, written. And uh, 
I'd bring to the band, but now we're sort of like trying to get as deep into the nitty gritty as we can, and that's both like compositionally and sonically, you know. And so recording has been a huge part of that, just like takes and takes and takes of songs before we're like, okay, that's what we're gonna do. That's the part, you know. But then you also kind of get stuck in this trap of, you know, like I found myself the other night recording a little something that I had done on the keys, and I was like, okay, cool, this is a, this is a good part, you know, let me try to figure something to go, figure something out to go with this, and any time I would, like, move further along, I'd be like, man, this idea on its own as a standalone piece of music is cool, too, and so I just end up with these, like, short little fragments of, of songs or compositions, and I'd be like, man, I have no idea what to do with any of these anymore, you know, and there's just all these, these, like, Anywhere from 20 seconds to 20 minute demos on the computer of just random nonsense. And it's gotten harder to complete songs, you know. Uh, it's gotten a lot easier to, to have ideas, you know. Because like I said, we're exploring all these different instruments and we're exploring the possibilities that each of us possess as like units in the band, you know. Uh, but it's as easy as it's become to just like come up with cool ideas, it's gotten that much harder to finish them out and like we're also kind of running into this this these moments of like wow this song could be played anyway you know like we there's enough um sort of we know enough about each other musically to be able to pass around the structure of the song seamlessly and so that's why playing them live is always fun because it's you know there's always like a new thing that's going to happen at some and like a lot of it, you know, you'll see us just kind of look at each other and be like, that's not, that wasn't supposed to happen, but then it happens. And then it's not necessarily like we've forgotten a part or messed up, but rather like someone just did something and now we're all doing that. And that that's awesome in my opinion. I th- that's like one of the most fun parts of playing life. If, if you can come out of it unscathed, you know, sometimes that just degenerates into not fun stuff, but... <laughs> The way it's going, it sounds a lot more fluid than a lot of other ways of writing and a lot of different kinds of music that we have come through here. So I think that's really awesome. And I'm excited to see that project keep on moving. Um, Yeah, I'm glad. Thanks. So I'm going to get ready to wind us down. Zach Mexico is here, so we'll be talking to them in just a minute. Super excited. Uh, They've played our Fridays on the Lawn a few times. They've played in Raleigh a lot. They're actually from Wilmington, and I'm excited to have them back. And he just jumped on the couch. That was awesome. Um, yeah, there's windows in here. I wonder if the radio's on in there. Anyways, so one last question for you that I like to ask of most people who come in here. Mm-hmm. If you could give our listeners any piece of advice about anything, what would it be? Advice? I would say, you know, don't be afraid to have fun and smile when you're watching music that you like. 